Good afternoon, men. This is Mike High, and I have the privilege of sitting with Michael Laudermilk and Stephen Manette. Hey, guys. And uh, we are here to talk about the topic of missional living. And uh, we have really enjoyed these interviews we've had. We've done two so far. And uh, we are looking forward to kind of hearing a, a candid response about what is missional living? Am I living missionally? What's the difference between being a missionary and living missionally? And is that the same as just living on purpose or intentionally? So those are some of the topics uh, we're going to look at. But before we get started, as, as is as our tradition, <laughs> as tradition would have it, Steve-O's got a... <laughs> Question or two for Michael. Okay, and I have no idea what he's asking, by the way. So. Right. That's the, that's the whole purpose here. Uh, well, the first question, I actually have two for you today. Uh, favorite holiday? Oh, wow. I think, I mean, Christmas is hard to beat, but Thanksgiving would be right there with it. I'm, yeah. I was born on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm a Thanksgiving. That's cool. As, as I always tell people, my dad used to tell me that that was a great day when I was born because the Cowboys beat the Bears. <laughs> 10 to 9. So I said, thanks, Dad. <laughs> there you really go. Yeah. Feel, feel really valuable, man. Well, it depends on where you stack in that, you know? <laughs> Those are the glory days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, second question is, um, uh, why did you sell your truck? Sell my truck? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know that every good Texan <laughs> drives a truck. And uh, I noticed in the, in, the, in the driveway, there's no truck. Elantra. Yeah. So my, my, I just wondered what, what made you kind of give hey, up. When I truck? was a football coach in Texas, there were 12 coaches on our staff and 11 had trucks and I had a Toyota Corolla <laughs> and they used to just kill me. I mean, just kill me every day. And then that was during the time where gas went up to like four and a half bucks. Uh-huh. And I just, I just, oh man, I just, I said, how's that, how's that working out for you boys? Cause the Corolla 35 miles to the gallon on this hog. Yeah. So well, Mike and I both drive trucks and I noticed that you didn't. So I just, I get to, 12 I, and a half. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into what we came here to talk about, which is missional living. Um, so Michael, just from your perspective, think about and talk about what does that broad topic really kind of mean to you just at a high level? Yeah. So, so when I think about the call to missional living, for me, I always kind of start with the whys of things. I like to think, yeah. why does this matter? Why sure. is this important? And so really I have three, there's really three fundamental truths that lay the foundation for why we are to live missionally. And the first one is that we're made in the image of God. Mm. That's Genesis one that in some ways I am to reflect and I do reflect my creator. And then the second reality is that, that God is missional. Like yeah. God in his very essence is missional. The Father sends the Son. The Father and the Son send the Spirit. Uh, so God is self-giving, and he is missional in his very nature. And then thirdly is the idea that, um, that God's design is for his glory and for our good. And so when I kind of peel back the layers of those three realities, what I, what I recognize is that when I live missionally, I both image the God who created me and redeemed me, and I fulfill my purpose. And so there's a, there's a, there's a nature of walking and who I was created to be that is impossible apart from living out the mission of God in our life. And so that really lays the groundwork Okay. For why we do that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the, um, the joy or the, the 
incentive to live missionally is baked into what God really had for us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. And so when I think about his mission of, I think of it as redeeming his people and then restoring or renewing all of creation and that he has called us into that and when, and to live out the fullness of our design and our purpose, we are to participate in that which he is doing in yeah. and through us. It's interesting. You used to use the word design. And that's something that I've been interested in for a long time, um, working with servants by design and personality profiling for a long time. And um, I've seen those kinds of tests. And I know that you guys as a staff have gone through kind of some disc training and mm-hmm. um, I've used it before. That was the first thing that my discipler in college used for our team uh, was the disc. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very interesting to understand your design a little bit because it meant that uh, the way you lived out, what God was calling you to do could be different and just as right or just as fulfilling as the next guy. Just as godly, yeah. but very different. Yeah. Yeah. So I, talk, talk a little bit about design. What, what's, how does that fit into the mix? Yeah, and I think Mike has some good stuff here, but I, I think essentially it's just recognizing there's, when I say we are to participate and live out the mission of God in our life, very right next to that truth is the fact that there's a diversity of ways in which this is fleshed out, right? Because God is a God of diversity and he hasn't made us all the same and he hasn't gifted us or wired us all the same. So living out that mission is going to take on many shapes and many forms and through the different personalities and gifts that he's given his people. Yeah. And that's intentional. That's an intentional thing that God Mm -hmm. baked in there. Yeah. I, I was just, <laughs> I couldn't help but think of, think of the, uh, the Blues Brothers, where about every <laughs> third statement they'd say, we're on a mission from God. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's something about that phrase or, that elevates a man's worthiness, his, uh, the intensity of his life, because he recognized, now that was a, it was a spoof, but, but you can kind of tell a man that's living uh, because he feels very intentional about being on a mission. Um, you don't, you don't, where, where I think, and we, we interviewed Will before, and he talked about some of his military experience, but one of the most important things about that was being clear about what the mission was. Mm-hmm. It's reviewed, it's reviewed again, it's talked about, it's explained. It's, it's debriefed yeah. on how well you actually... This is the mission. And, uh, you know, obviously working with men for all these years... I'm not sure there's a clarity for most men about I'm on a mission from God. Uh, and, and so I, I think it falls in two camps. One is possibly they're, they haven't come to that place in their life where they have totally surrendered to the will of God, to that sense of there's a, a transcendent being that is in control and I need to surrender. And thus when, by surrendering, I I'm invited into this awesome mission. And then there's another category of, of guys that basically say, okay, I have surrendered. I just don't know how to do that. How do I, you know, when, um, and, and Steve, what you need to know about Michael is he, he's a very missional guy. He thinks missionally staff meetings. He's bringing up uh, issues that are germane to the to the bigger picture to the mission of what we're doing yeah. elders meeting um, you can tell that from Sunday mornings too yeah it's it's a part of his DNA sure we're not all like that yeah, there's sure. there's a bunch of dudes that are like I just want to you know not be late for dinner 
because I'm going to get chewed out for that, and I that'd be a big win. Um, so when you think about your life specifically, about your story, when do you feel like you started living missionally, or do you think that was just a that's just part of your personality? I mean, probably a little bit of both. You know, I think that uh, I was in leadership positions early on, but I would say when I got my I think what a big step for me is when I got my first coaching job and I was 22 or 23 in the, this public school and, you know, I put a little note in every teacher's box saying, hey, we're going to have a prayer group at 630 on Wednesdays. I'm the new kid on the block, you know, but, it, and I had bananas and I'm some single guy. That's, I had like, you know, pretty bold. <laughs> orange juice and bananas or something. And we had about six or seven teachers come and we just start praying for the students and praying for the school. And I just, and then I led the FCA there and just really felt, because I think, I think what's important to me and I think important to a lot of guys is that number one, we live with a purpose. Mm -hmm. We sense that we matter and we feel a sense of contributing Mm -hmm. to what God is doing. And, and so, and once again, I think that for that to really reach our hearts it has to involve in some capacity engaging and participating in God's mission of redemption and renewal. And so that's going to look different, but it's going to require us to look for some of those ways to do that, some of those places to do that, some that are very natural and some that that require us to think differently or step out in faith a little bit. Yeah, awesome. And I, I think traditionally, even if you are there at times, um, you know, that the nature of fire is to go out. <laughs> That's its nature. I think we can begin missionally, but unless we've got a team around us, unless we've got community, we've yeah. got people praying with us and for us, and uh, it tends to move out of the missional place to, to almost a survival mode. And when you're there, what I've found is men start just seeking relief not really um, living out by design, not really uh, understanding their mission. They just want relief. And so when you encounter men that have moved to a place in their life where they just it's just really either difficult for them to do, they can't do it, they can't see it, they don't have a vision for it, how do you find yourself engaging with those men? Well, I think that's all of us. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, myself included. So... I think we always come back to the gospel. And so my job in, in a sense is not, and I'm not even talking vocationally right now, like as a Christian, it's not my job to live missionally. Really living missionally is an outpouring of a depth of my love for God. And so that really then returns us back to our first love and takes us back to the gospel of grace in that and, and treasuring Christ and what he's done and re- trying to renew the, the affections mm-hmm. in my heart for the gospel and the gratitude in my life for God's grace and really then living intentionally and living missionally and it really just f- is to ultimately flow out of that. So when I see guys who are in survival mode or they're just in that place where the last thing on their mind is living for the mission of God. It's like, man, I'm just trying to survive my work week. It's yeah. chaos. It's stressful. I come home and 
it's dirty diapers or it's, you know, teenagers or whatever, like living missionally, I'm trying to survive. We always have to be reminded of the what the gospel is at its core, that we're sinners saved by grace and dwelt by the spirit, being made new, being transformed. And I, I want to participate in that and allow God's spirit to transform me in that and to grow my affections for him through that. And then that reorients me towards my purpose and my design. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that even as you look at the different spheres of life that we have in our, in our daily walk, for some of us, we have families, we have kids, we have wives, we have, and for some of us, we haven't gotten to that place yet or may never get to that place, but we have people close to us that God has placed in our lives where we get to put our fingerprints on. Yeah. And so as I think about me as a dad, uh, there are days when I feel like I'm just surviving, right? Um, more days than not. But at the, at, when I am able to reflect and look back at the big picture, I'm going, okay, well, what is my job as a dad? What is my mission as a dad? What is my mission as a husband? What is my mis- mission as a churchman, a member of my community? You know, and so I think for me, taking a moment to look back at those and just kind of reflect for just a second, and go, okay, um, my teenager's driving me insane, but what is God really asking of me in this? And that is to drive out foolishness, which is Mike mm-hmm. and I have talked a lot about, and and build character according to what is defined by God as character. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you had a great point that you can't think about the mission of God apart from the great commission mm-hmm. yeah, right. to make disciples. Well, where's the most commonplace we're going to make disciples or, or the first sphere sphere at least that we're yeah. called to make disciples well it's our home yeah you know and and you play the long game there man <laughs> i'm with you there's <laughs> there's there's plenty of nights i go to bed as a dad where i'm just like well that was an f yeah you know that your was your wife's a, telling me you that was a d minus that could have been done better bro. i think any parent knows that <laughs> any parent every parent listening knows that feeling of laying down at night being like that that was pretty lame, yeah. you know, and the beautiful thing is you wake up the next day and you, you have a shot, but it's that intentionality. So living missionally doesn't mean necessarily that I'm going up to the guy in the corner of Mississippi and telling him about the gospel or that I'm signing yeah. up for the next mission trip. Living missionally also, mm. and maybe even predominantly begins with those who you have the most access to, who you yeah. have the most um connection to. And so some guys think, well, I can't live missionally because I'm working so hard and I have demands at home. And I'm like, dude, exactly. Yeah. Right. And that can be missional living. Oh my goodness. Providing for your family and four, two potential disciples there. You have a wife, to shepherd you, you have so many opportunities there. So don't, so make sure you bring in intentionality to what you're doing there, because that is certainly a place that God, the family is a huge part of yeah. living missionally. And I, and I hearken back to something that my discipler in college talked to me about. And he said, disciple making is more about being than it is doing. Hmm. And so when we can be men that are resting in God's grace, instead of finding a checklist and checking off those things of what we're supposed to do, hmm. Uh, the gospel is more clearly presented to those that are looking at us. Absolutely. Us. Absolutely. And I do, I do think it's easy for men to get, to get pretty focused on certain things other than 
the gospel other than my walk with Christ. I can get focused at work. I can be missional at work. I can be missional about, uh, you know, uh, working out. I can be missional about so many different things. I remember when I, uh, when I turned 40, I, uh, I had a goal of breaking par in golf. And uh, I had a friend said, well, how many lessons have you had? And I said, well, none. And he said, well, you need a coach. And I'm thinking, I'm 40 years old. I got all these habits and everything. I don't, I don't really need a coach. <laughs> it happened to be in April. I was watching the Masters. I looked and I go, oh, there's Tiger. Oh, Tiger's got a coach. And several oh, coaches. There's every one of the best golfers in the world all had several coaches. And I'm thinking, hmm. So I got <laughs> lessons. And uh, a few months later, I broke par. And the point there was, you know, we just, even with the best of intentions, often we just need a coach, someone to, someone to help us out. Steve, you've even mentioned a couple times, my disciple or whatever, that's what I would liken to a, a coach. Oh, yeah. uh, someone who's just helping you to take that next step. And we're just, we're creatures so prone on blind spots and laziness and forgetfulness and, uh, you know, to go it alone, uh, as the old hymn says. So, so I do think, you know, to, the, the first part of being missional is understanding it's not our mission. Right. As a Christ one, a Christian, uh, a little Christ in that context, there's his mission. Seek and save the lost, love God, love others. Um, there's that context. So the first kind of is submitting, surrendering. Second is understand God's vision, his love, his compassion for others. Um, and for yourself. So you talked about grace. And I remember when I started really diving into what is grace, boy, my love for God blossomed yeah my the depth of love that he had to have for me in the wretched person that I was blew me away for the first time and it was I had been a Christian for 20 years and I was like okay so all of a sudden being missional wasn't such a struggle anymore because it was like what you said Michael a response to God's love for me yeah I think we're real tend we, we really tend to become so task oriented right right okay some of us today, yeah, maybe today I will be missional, and and it's fine to be motivated and challenged and things like that. But but at the end of the day, if we want to play the long game, it's it's always got to go back to these gospel affections, yeah, that stir up in us a desire to love God, which is displayed in what we say, think, and do, which will lead to a life that aligns itself with the mission of God. And so it's not that. I mean, we still have to think about it and be strategic and things and intentional, but it really still comes back to that base of, wow, there's a God of the universe who chose to create me, though he didn't need to, mm-hmm. redeemed me, though I didn't deserve it, and has called me to participate in his great work of redemption and the renewal of all things. Are you kidding me? Right. And I get to do that with my kids my wife, my work, my community. I get to do it through the gifts that he's given me that is displayed in what I create, what I can shape, the relationships I grow, and it can filter into every, the very core of my being. Not, it's not just some, some tangential thing that I do. It, it is displayed and, and comes out in everything I do. I think that's just an incredible 
privilege and, and yeah. opportunity that God has given us. And what I'm feeling kind of deep in my core as you're talking about that is a profound sense of freedom where I don't have to judge my missional living kind of quota against those that I feel like are doing it better than me because he's called me to align myself with him, not compare myself to others. And so I feel that freedom to listen to him and respond to him. And that's where my measure of success comes from. Not whether or not either of you think I'm doing it right. Although I might check in every once in a while and ask, what do you think about this? But really ultimately it's what does God think about how I'm living my life? And then allowing him to speak to me in that and then respond to that. Yeah, comparison's the thief of joy, right? Yeah. So w- not everyone's called, It's like in my line of work, let's say, not everyone's called to be Billy Graham. Not everyone's called to be like Matt Chandler. I mean, some, yeah. some guys, the joke is, you know, they sneeze and people come to faith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, there's just a, a gift and an anointing there. But we're just called to be faithful in the gifts that God's given us yeah. and the opportunities he's given us. And that's good enough. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we're called to do. That's what yeah. we're called to, how we're called to live. And so not worrying about, well, this guy's got, man, he's, he matters or this guy has impact or he does meaningful work. And, and I only do this. That only happens when you have totally detached yourself from the reality of God's mission involving redemption and renewal of all things. Yeah. Like if I, if I shrink God's mission only down to sharing the gospel, that is a, an, a, a huge part of living missionally. Yeah. But so is like the guys in our church who are building that bridge downtown, key, the right. Kiwit guys, you know, they're building this huge bridge that yep. people are going to be driving across. That is displaying, that's leading to flourishing of the city. That's mm-hmm. displaying God's goodness in there. And so it's not just building a bridge, but building a bridge is part of, displaying who God is in creation. Totally. Thank you. Thank you for that freedom. Michael, thank you. We appreciate you and your leadership and your missional living and your the example of what that looks like. Um, in summary, I feel like, you know, for us men who have chosen to follow Christ, there is a unique mission. There is a universal mission uh, that we're to love well. And then there's a unique, uh, kind of almost a design mission that um, that sometimes takes a little figuring out. And my encouragement there is, please use your 4 by 4 group to help figure that out. Talk yeah. about it. Uh, label what you see with other people. What's going on? Uh, draw out those... Uh, those attributes that are that you see there because it's hard for us to see those things it's why it's one of the fundamental reasons we need a one another and we'll close with that michael thank you appreciate you guys love you church yeah thanks for being here see you next time guys